This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I hope everyone has kicked off their 2023 the right way. They are on track to achieving their goals and they're making small changes within their daily habits that are going to get them towards their end goal. I'm feeling really good about 2023. It feels like it's the year of change for myself, but also for you. I think the beginning of a new year I know people don't like New Year's resolutions, but I kind of think it's a really cool time to be able to set yourself some goals. Something that I do and I shared with all of our clients uh, this year was goal setting for 2023. And what I do each year is I'll set certain goals under specific topics. So it could be family, it could be friendship, could be relationships, could be work, uh, personal development, health. And then I reflect back on those and it is so cool because I can go all the way back to I think 2019 is when I started. And what's amazing is you forget the goal that you set yourself and sometimes you forget that you've actually achieved that goal, which is really, really cool to reflect back on and then kind of motivates you to set some really lofty goals for the year ahead because you know you've achieved goals that maybe you thought, "Mm, I don't know if I can do this, but you have. So you can set yourself some really cool big goals for the next year, kind of like with the confidence that, well, if I did it last year, I can do it this year. So I highly, highly recommend that. Uh, Before we jump into today's podcast episode, I do just want to say that I'm really, really thankful for all of the support that you guys have given me. Honestly means the world. If you haven't already, please leave a review, a rating of the podcast, take a screenshot of it, share it onto your stories, tag me, spread the word. It makes the world of difference and we can get this podcast into more girls' ears, changing their lives so that they can find food freedom and ultimately live the life that they deserve to live. All right, today's podcast episode is all about overeating. A really big topic and something that I think affects every single person on the planet. We have all at some point in our lives felt like we've eaten too much and there is nothing inherently wrong about that. However, what can happen is is we can get into the habit of consistently overeating and it can feel incredibly frustrating, feeling like you're not even in control of your portion sizes and it's almost like, yes, a habit, but almost sometimes a bit of a self-sabotage thing as well. However, I really want to break things down for you today and there are some questions that I want you to ask yourself and ponder. Now, before I get stuck into things, The task that myself and our coaches go through with our clients is journaling around food. Now, this can be really, really helpful, especially if you tend to feel anxious around certain foods, fearful, or you tend to overeat or sometimes not allow yourself to eat. And that is to just purely document how you feel before eating, even during eating and then after. Now, there is no right or wrong answer to this, but but basically it's really getting you aware of what's going on in your mind because sometimes we have no idea what we're actually thinking. We're just rolling with it. We're doing what we're doing and we're not actually aware of why we are taking the action we're taking and that'll all come down to the thoughts that we're thinking, right? So first of all, that's just the first piece of advice that I would love for you guys all to try. It's really easy because there's no right or wrong way to do it. You're purely just putting down everything that you're thinking or feeling or even typing. You can write it, you can type it, whatever works best for you. But it's going to get you aware of why you're doing what you're doing. And I want you just to sit with those thoughts and become aware of them. That's it. I don't want you to judge yourself. I just want you to become aware of them. 
So the first thing I want to cover is the two types of hunger that we have. Now, the first one is physiological hunger. So this is where maybe you haven't eaten in a while and you are physically hungry. It is the rumbling in your tummy. It's your body telling you, hey, I need to eat because I'm actually hungry. We then have psychological hunger, and this is where you often use food to mask a feeling or if you're bored or even if you're out eating with friends, um, a habit of eating a certain food. Or maybe you use it as a way to numb feelings or self-soothe. Now, it's really important to distinguish when you do feel like eating, where do you fall into these two categories? Is it physiological or is it psychological? And it's funny because sometimes we just automatically think we actually are hungry when we're not physically hungry. The other day I was working and I found that at the moment I haven't been sleeping very well at night, which has meant that in the afternoons I'm really low on energy and all I want to do is eat. And I want to eat because I actually want energy. However, the habit that I've got into is that I feel like I'm hungry. But when I stop and think, my tummy isn't grumbling. I'm actually not physically hungry. Number one, I'm low in energy. And number two, I'm trying to distract myself from the fact that I have all this work to do that I don't want to do. (laughs) And so then I can go, okay, do I actually need to eat something? And there is no wrong answer here because maybe I do. Like, and maybe I do want to eat something and that will help me with energy and that's fine. However, if it's not serving my end goal, I need to think about why I'm turning to food. Maybe what I need to do instead is get outside into the sunshine and go for a 15 minute walk. That's going to wake me up. And then I'm going to be more cognitively aware to then be able to, you know, be able to do the work that I need to do. Right. So stopping myself from relying consistently on snacking and eating as a way to give myself energy When maybe like I actually don't need that. Maybe there'll be something else that'll serve me better. So becoming aware of that is really helpful. And the way that I do that is I just stop. I think about my physical hunger because I know exactly what physical hunger feels like. It feels like tummy grumbling. It feels like I'm weak. I'm lightheaded. My blood sugar drops. I I need food, but I don't feel like that. I'm purely just distracting myself and I'm after energy. And that's when I can go, okay, this is psychological hunger. This is not physiological hunger. Do I really need to eat now? Or should I be using other techniques that are going to help me get through the afternoon? Now, for you to be able to figure out whether the hunger that you have is physiological or psychological, I'm going to give you four different things that I want you to think about and questions, essentially, I want you to ask yourself so you can make that decision. So the first one is, are you bored? This is a really big one because food can help distract you from the fact that you've just got nothing else to do. And that's so easy to become a bad habit that we just turn to when we've got nothing else to do in our day and we're just wanting to pass the time. I fall into this category quite a lot and I would say the majority of people do, right? You snack, usually when do we snack in the evenings and we're chilling out, we're just sitting down and we think, oh, I've got nothing else to do, I might just eat. (laughs) And that's not necessarily bad, but we always wanna think about achieving our end goal And is the decisions that we're making and the actions that we're taking right now going to help us achieve that end goal? So what you need to do is really think about how can I distract myself here or what is something else I can do that's productive with my time? Can I journal? Can I meditate? Can I go watch some TV? Can I visit a friend? Can I call a friend? Can I message a friend? Can I go to the beach? Anything. Think about how you can utilize that time in a way that's going to serve you, whether that's rest and that's completely fine, or whether that's an activity that's going to get you out of your head or um, connection with a friend, whatever it is that's going to get you out of that mindset of being bored and just going to want to snack. Okay, so number two is going to be, are you stressed or anxious? Food is a huge coping mechanism for people and some people won't eat when they're 
anxious and stressed. When I am incredibly stressed, I lose my appetite. But it is almost as common, probably more common, I would say, to actually turn to food because food can be really comforting, especially the way that we were brought up. If we had parents that gave us food when we were sad, when we were happy, and that was the only way that we dealt with things or that was the only way that they dealt with things, that's a learned behavior that you will carry on into your own life. And it's going to be really important that you think about, okay, well, is the coping mechanism I'm using right now serving me? And usually like, you know, too much of a good thing can be bad, right? We need food to survive, obviously. And there is nothing wrong with overeating. And I just want to preface this again. I know I've said it already a few times. There's nothing wrong with that. It's when something becomes detrimental to your mental health as well as your physical health. So we're thinking that we're feeling really stressed. We're turning to food. That's becoming our coping mechanism. What I want you to do is really think about what is in your control. When we are in a situation where life is really hard or really stressful, we tend to turn to things that don't serve us in a way to control. So we can control what we eat. We can control how much we eat, right? And that will give us a false sense that we are in control of our lives when we're not. So I want you to think about what are things that you actually can control within that situation. In the situation that is stressing you out, what can you control in that And focus on that and ensure that the thing that you can control is actually serving you and not harming you. Now, the other thing to think about here as well is what can you replace with food? So once again, what actually helps you relieve stress? And I know exercise is that for a lot of people. And yes, I truly believe exercising is really important, especially when you've got lots going on in life as a way to deal with your stress. However, once again, too much of a good thing can be bad. We always need a range of different tools within our tool belt, right? So there is exercise, absolutely, but we can't be exercising two hours a day every single day and that's the only way that we cope with things because that is going to cause more issues, right? So hitting the gym is great, but what about going for a walk? What about visiting a friend? What about journaling like I've spoken about prior? What about listening to a podcast? I love that. What about putting on music and having a dance? Music is so healing for the soul. You need to come up with all different strategies that you use to be able to tackle that stress that you're experiencing in your life. Okay, so the next question to think about is, are you tired? And I'm going to add into this, are you also PMSing? So tiredness, if we're not getting enough sleep, that absolutely messes with our hunger hormones, our ghrelin and our leptin. Excuse me, I can't talk today. Ghrelin being the hormone that your body secretes to say, hey, you're hungry, gives you that tummy rumbling. Leptin tells you that you're satiated, right? So we may feel like we are physically hungry and that's going to happen when we are sleep deprived. However, like just what I touched on a bit earlier around for myself in the afternoon, since I'm not sleeping that well, I feel like I need energy that we turn to food, but I actually don't really need to eat. I just need to probably change my surroundings or shake things up a little bit. And I'm going to have the energy to then be able to continue working for the rest of the day. The next thing to think about is your hormones. Now, absolutely, your ghrelin and leptin levels play a role in that. And uh, sleep does absolutely impact it. So it'll send out much, much, much more of that hunger hormone. And that's why it's so important to prioritize sleep. But also when we're talking about PMSing and our hormones and our cycle around ovulation, you will get hungrier. Right before your cycle, you will also get hungrier. This is really normal. And I don't want you to uh, try and mask that if you're actually physically hungry. So remember, we're talking about 
physiological hunger and then psychological hunger, right? Now, I find that before my period, I actually get physically hungry. And a great way that I um, help deal with that is I will just increase my protein sizes and I'll also just increase my overall calories by just adding in one snack. If I do that for like a week, it's not going to make any kind of difference on my progress. But what's worse is that you don't honor that and you actually feel physically hungry and then you overeat and you binge and then you feel terrible and it's just this horrid cycle. So honor that. It's really important to honor that because hormones absolutely will play a part in that. And the thing to keep in mind as well with ovulation is that your body temperature increases ever so slightly. But what that will do is actually mean that you're burning more calories throughout the day. And that can be a reason as to why you feel more hungry too. So ensuring that you're honoring that hunger, if it is that physical hunger, just add in a snack, make sure that you're eating enough protein, increase your protein sizes in your main meals, and that'll help take the edge off of it. And then lastly, what I want you to think about is, is this issue with you overeating something that is actually really negatively impacting your life? And do you feel like you're somewhat out of control around it? Now, overeating and then having something like a binge eating disorder are quite different. And if you fall into that binge eating disorder category, I've had a few people on the podcast experts in that area where we do talk about binge eating, then you really need to seek out help with that. It is normal for us to rely on food to numb our feelings. That's normal. It's by normal, I mean, I wouldn't be saying that potentially you have binge eating disorder. However, with binge eating disorder, it's something much more serious and you're really going to need probably additional support outside of yourself to be able to overcome that. And also before I go, I want you to know that it's very normal to overeat. It's a part of the human experience. We all do it. We all do it. It is just a part of life. And the worst thing you can do is beat yourself up and feel like you've actually done something quote unquote bad when it's just something that's normal. But remember, when something starts to control you, and you're not in control of it, that's an an issue arises. And that's where you need to nip it in the bud, which I know for some of you, this is exactly what it is. You feel like you can't stop overeating. And I think having a look at what we've gone over today. So are you bored? Are you lonely? You know, are you really stressed out? Are you feeling tired? Are you PMSing? These are all things to think about that can help you kind of really understand why you're doing what you're doing. And then, you know, I talk about this all the time. Are you under consuming? Are you constantly dieting? If you're doing that, you will overeat because you can't sustain what you're eating at the moment. And that's really where you need to get yourself out of the situation that you're in. And that's exactly what we do here at GirlFit Method is we've helped over a thousand women find food freedom, find out how on earth they can increase their calories to a point where they can live a full life, not have food rule them improve the look of their body and finally like themselves and live their life. And that's exactly, exactly what you deserve. And if you are ready to change your life, I'll pop up obligation-free application form within the show notes for you to complete. That is it from me. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, let me know, send me a DM and tell me like if you feel like any of these points resonated with you and what you're going to work on. I'd love to hear it. Okay, my angels, enjoy the rest of your week. Big love, Coach Tash. Mm-hmm.